The book, Sharing the Good News with Mormons, edited by Sean McDowell and Mormonism Research Ministries Eric Johnson, offers practical witnessing strategies by a number of Christian missionaries, scholars, and pastors. Sharing the Good News with Mormons is published by Harvest House and is available at your favorite online bookstore or order it directly from mrm.org. If you're looking for practical strategies for getting the conversation started, be sure to check out Sharing the Good News with Mormons. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, we hope you enjoy this repeat broadcast. Are you good enough and will you make it? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. There was a conference message given by Elder J. Devin Cornish, the first quorum of the 70. He gave a talk titled, Am I Good Enough? Will I Make It? And he said a lot of things in this talk that if I was a Latter-day Saint who was familiar with the teachings of past presidents of the Mormon Church, and I might also add, also familiar with what my written scriptures say about the doctrine of repentance, I would wonder, did the Mormon Church put a person in the general leadership who's a false prophet? Because Cornish doesn't seem to stick with what past leaders have said on the topic of repentance, and he doesn't seem to even go along with what a lot of verses in unique Mormon scripture has to say on that subject. And this is all found in the Ensign Magazine, November 2016, and this article begins on page 32. So this is from the General Conference, which is as official as you get. Exactly, because we know that when Members speak in general conference, as Dieter F. Uchtdorf has made very clear. This is like God speaking through his servants. So a Latter-day Saint needs to take seriously what he hears by Elder J. Devin Cornish. But the question I'm asking is, is how can you take him seriously while at the same time take seriously statements made by past leaders in the Mormon church? Now, he starts his talk off by saying, through a series of tender mercies, as a young doctor, he was a medical doctor, coming out of medical school, I was accepted for pediatric residency training in a high-powered competitive program. When I met the other interns, I felt like the least intelligent and least prepared of all. I thought there was no way I could measure up to the rest of the group. Early in our third month, he says, I was sitting in the nurse's station in the hospital late one night, alternately sobbing to myself and falling asleep as I tried to write the admission orders for a small boy with pneumonia. I had never felt so discouraged in my life. I didn't have any idea how to treat pneumonia in a 10-year-old. I began to wonder what I was doing there. Just at that moment, one of the senior residents put his hand on my shoulder. He asked me how I was doing, and I poured out my frustrations and fears. His response changed my life. He told me how proud he and all the other senior residents were of me and how they felt like I was going to be an excellent doctor. In short, he believed in me at a time when I didn't even believe in myself. 
He continues and says, as with my own experience, our members often ask, am I good enough as a person? Or will I really make it to the celestial kingdom? Of course, there is no such thing as being good enough. None of us could ever earn or deserve our salvation, but it is normal to wonder if we are acceptable before the Lord, which is how I understand these questions. Now, when we talk about this idea of not being good enough, none of us could ever earn or deserve our salvation. Doesn't that seem to fly in the face of so many statements that Mormon leaders have made in the past? Even Thomas Monson said that the celestial kingdom must be earned. Mm -hmm. So has he not read what even Thomas Monson, the prophet and revelator of his church, said? Certainly there are plenty of examples that show that salvation must be earned, at least salvation as understood as exaltation. And of course, for those of you who are not familiar with this, in Mormonism, General salvation is resurrection from the dead, but exaltation is becoming a god, and exaltation is something that certainly must be earned by keeping an individual's covenants and keeping the commandments and repenting of all your sins. In other words, confessing your sins and forsaking those sins, never to return to those sins again. Yeah, this is what Apostle Robert D. Hale said in a general conference message of October 2007. He said, each of us has been sent to earth by our Heavenly Father to merit eternal life. As you said, this is what Monson uh, said, it is the celestial glory that we seek. It is the presence of God we desire to dwell. It is a forever family in which we want membership. Such blessings must be earned. So when Thomas Monson says those kind of blessings need to be earned, and then we have Devin Cornish say, none of us could ever earn or deserve our salvation. Well, certainly you must earn it in the context of Mormonism. Why do you think people are asking the very question that is the title of his talk. Am I good enough? Will I make it? I would venture to say that I could go up to just about any Bible-believing Christian who has a real faith in Jesus Christ and Mm -hmm. understands what Jesus did for them. And if I was to ask them, are you good enough to get into God's presence after you died? We would all say no. We're not good enough. That's what makes grace so incredible that even though our personal actions, our personal thoughts come short of the glory of God, his grace still forgives us of those shortcomings. Now, it sounds like Mr. Cornish wants to be part evangelical and part Mormon at the same time, and you can't have it both ways. And what's interesting is the second part of the question that he asked, will I make it? If you ask an evangelical Christian and they understand what the Bible says, they can go right to 1 John where it says that we may know that we have eternal life. And yet, if you ask that question to a Latter-day Saint, then we come up with, well, I'm doing the best I can, or I'm trying. It's interesting how that question is typically answered opposite from the two types of people we're talking about. And I think you make an excellent point, because we have had Latter-day Saints tell us that they don't know if they're going to make it. They're not sure if they've done enough. And that goes back to the title of his talk. The reason why this title makes sense to a lot of Latter-day Saints is because I'm sure a lot of people probably listening to the talk that he gave on that very day would ask themselves that very question. But the solution that Mormonism gives the average Latter-day Saint 
is certainly not satisfactory, as we are going to see as we continue looking at what Mr. Cornish is going to tell his listeners in this talk, which I have to say, Eric, is nothing less than total confusion if you are familiar with what other leaders have said about this very same issue, and that is being qualified for exaltation in the celestial kingdom. And why is that important to Latter-day Saints? Because it's only by exaltation in the celestial kingdom that you can have any hope of having all the perks or benefits of that exaltation, otherwise known as true salvation. That's where you are going to be with your wife for eternity. That's where you're going to be with your children for eternity. That's where you hope to become a god in the next life. And that's where Mormonism also promises that you will receive your own earth, your own world to rule over in eternity. So it's all very important to the Latter-day Saint. But I think here, Mr. Cornish, like a false prophet in the Old Testament, is crying, peace, peace, when the individual Mormon knows they don't have that kind of peace at least in their lives. And he's giving them the answers that they would like to have come back at them when they ask a general authority. You quote from Jeremiah 6.14, and it says, They, talking about the false prophets, dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. And I think that describes what Mr. Cornish is doing in this talk. Sure, a lot of Latter-day Saints sitting there listening to him are hoping that he's telling them the truth, that yes, they will be good enough. Yes, they are going to make it. But if they are familiar with what their own written scripture says about this subject, if they are familiar with what their leaders have said about what is required for exaltation and forgiveness of sins, they would also be wondering, is this really applying to me? Is this really going to have that kind of an effect on me? And if I trust in what Mr. Cornish is saying, what this 70 in the Mormon church is telling them, am I being led astray? Because I would think if you have two conflicting statements being made, you would want to go with the one that is going to have the most severity in your life and go with that one and not listen to the one who's trying to make it easier for you. And we know sinful humankind, I would be sure that a lot of Latter-day Saints are wanting him to be right. Oh, yes. Even though when they examine their own lives, they see that they're not living up to the standard that their own church has laid down for them. And isn't that so typical in the Old Testament when you had these false prophets who were saying these kinds of things as we read from Jeremiah, and... The true prophets were saying they don't speak of God. They're telling them things that they want to hear, but it's not true. That's what we're looking for is truth. Why do you think that a speech like this is allowed to creep into a general conference message when certainly it goes against the grain of what we've also heard in general conference in years past? Why do you think this is happening? I have my theory, and I I think this is why. A lot of Latter-day Saints are rubbing shoulders with Bible-believing Christians who have a true understanding of what God's grace is all about. And when they hear their Christian neighbor say how they have assurance that when they die, that even though they aren't perfect, and even though their works don't stand up to the righteousness of an all-holy God, they still know that because of the imputation of Christ's righteousness in their life, They can be assured, as you quoted from 1 John 5, they can know that they have eternal life. 
I'm sure that this is something that a lot of Latter-day Saints want in their own lives. And I'm sure that a lot of Latter-day Saints are going to their bishop or going to their stake president or going to someone in authority in their church on a local level saying, why is it that my neighbor who claims to be a Christian, who is not a part of our church, has this assurance? Are they deluded? I want what they have, but I don't seem to be getting it from my leaders. I don't get it from my unique scripture. And so you get a guy like J. Devin Cornish come along and preaches these soft words, but are they really soft? See, I think they're really inconsistent, if anything. But it certainly is going to make a lot of Latter-day Saints feel much better after they hear this kind of a message. One of the things that I learned when I went to San Diego State is marketing is giving people what they want. And that includes advertising. And so you have to do test marketing. You have to find out what it is that will attract people to your product. Could this possibly be a way of marketing the religion? It could be, but if it's really true, if what Mormonism has always said is really true, how is this helping the Latter-day Saint? In other words, it goes back to my citing from the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament. They're giving them a false hope, and that false hope is only going to bring destruction upon them if what they are telling them is not absolutely true. Tomorrow, we're going to continue looking more closely at Elder J. Devin Cornish's conference message, Am I Good Enough? Will I Make It? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.